Here are details of some forthcoming programs. On the third, there's a recital of early nose flute music given by the Nurse Trembler Liver Sausage Chorale. <laughs> this will be followed by a talk on goat flushing in Addis Ababa. <laughs> and to complete the evening's merriment, even song comes from the saloon bar of the dog and ear trumpet. <laughs> Tibet. But here now is a short recital of medieval jokes played by the Kenneth Horn Wind Ensemble. Yes, there's no getting away from it. It's round the horn. Hello, hello and welcome to the show. Now this week I shall be having the great pleasure, but I'm afraid I've got to do the show first. <laughs> Now, I'm proud to announce the details of the Round the Horn Awards, which, as you know, are given annually starting this year for achievements in the field of entertainment. Now, we would like you to vote in these categories. One, the most boring show business personality of the year. Two, the second most boring personality of the year. And three, the third most boring personality. And it's done this way so that the Beverly Sisters need not be excluded. <laughs> And if they're listening, I don't mean a thing. <laughs> and if they're not listening, it doesn't really matter, does it? <laughs> Send your entries to me, Kenneth Horne, and mark the envelope, Most Boring Personality of the Year. <laughs> and to the winner will go a life-size figurine of Kenneth Williams. Perfect down to the last detail. <laughs> Oh, so he assures me. <laughs> Smith, make the announcement. And now, Armpit Theatre presents a thrilling story of racehorses and the men who ride them, as we bring you the story of a humble stable lad who rose to become a champion jockey. Ladies and gentlemen, a man is two foot tall. My name is Captain Jodrell Fitzloosley. I'm a devotee of what is sometimes known as the sport of kings. That is, whenever the wife is out of town. <laughs> but for a living, I train racehorses and do a spot of farming. I live with my daughter, Fido. <laughs> well, that's only a nickname, of course. Her real name is Spot. <laughs> So-called because of her complexion. She is the English rose type. She looks exactly like Harry Wheatcroft. <laughs> One morning I was out in the paddock watching her putting trembling Lazarus through his paces. Oh, Lazarus, son. Easy, old chap. Well, Daddy, what do you think? Well, I'm afraid we can't enter old Lazarus for the National. Oh, Daddy, why not? Well, because he's the gardener for one thing. Oh, <laughs> oh Daddy, Daddy, it's time we bought a horse. People are beginning to talk. Especially since you shot the housekeeper when she broke a leg over the sticks. And sold old Fazakali, the butler, for stud. Yes. <laughs> Come into the stable. I've got a surprise for you, son. Or daughter. <laughs> well, whatever you are, come in here. Now, uh, look, look, I bought him from Rosebury. Lord Rosebury? No, Rosebury, the family butchers in the high street. <laughs> Seven and six a pound. Oh, 
Daddy, Daddy, a fine thoroughbred filly. Played by Douglas Smith in Blinkers. <laughs> well done, Smith. Frankly, I'm not happy with the part, so I'm much better at sheep. <laughs> Can't I play it as a sheep? No, we cannot enter a sheep for the Grand National. You're a filly. What are we going to call her, Daddy? Well, look, uh, you may think I'm a sentimental old fuddy-duddy, but I wanted to call her after your mother, the Broadstairs Strangler. <laughs> she's, a, she's a beautiful... She's a beautiful creature, isn't she? Look at those haunches, look at that sleek mane, look at those fetlocks. My metatarsals are much admired, too, sir. Don't be so vain, Smith. Look, I'm going to enter for the novices' handicap at Kempton Park. How do you think she'll do? Well, she stands a good chance. After all, she's only running against a lot of nuns. <laughs> Who'll ride her? Old Paddy a thongfester. He shall wear the Fitzlooseley colours. The colours my grandfather made famous on every race course in England. Shocking pink with lavender hoops and broderie anglaise sleeves. Those... Those were grandfather's colours? Yes, yes. I've often wondered about grandfather. <laughs> but Paddy shall ride the strangler. Paddy! Ah, far, mutter, mutter. Bejeebers, by the sacred beard of Bridget Brophy, it is, it isn't at all Paddy himself. Well, it's rather hard to tell from that. <laughs> well, there she is, Paddy. What do you think of her? Sure, by the sainted Paula next sweater of Veldonican, she's a fine mount. Oh, them sleek flanks, them flaring nostrils, her foam-flecked mouth. I bet she can go. Oh, sir, fancy me chances with her. Yes, yeah, what about the horse? Sure, it'll be a good man as can ride her. And you're that man, Paddy. Oh. Old Paddy appraised her with one eye Riley. Then he leapt onto her back with a shout of Hee-yippee-yay-yay -yay for a one-eyed Riley. And with Paddy on her back, the strangler tossed her proud head, whinnied. <laughs> oh, curse you, Smith. <laughs> and then... And then she reared up on her hind legs and threw the old jockey to the ground. The Strangler was going to be a difficult filly to ride. Oh, Daddy, the race is only a week away. Who can tame her? Who can carry our colours to victory? Let me try, sir. <laughs> Let me try. I can handle her. I looked down in surprise. It was the young stable lad, young Ginger Muffplaster. <laughs> A strapping young lad for a jockey. He towered to a height of nearly 18 inches. You, Ginger? Yes, me, sir. He looked me, he looked me boldly in the kneecap. Oh, let, let me have a go, sir. Let me ride her in the big race. But you're just a stable boy. Well, fairly stable. <laughs> I have my black moods. But give me a chance. You just think of me as that funny little ginger that hangs around the stables. But I can be a champion jockey. I've got it in me. Give him a chance, yes, Daddy. Yes, give him a chance. <laughs> Let him ride the strangler in the handicap. Please, please, sob, sob. All right, I give in. I hate to see a man cry. 
Welcome to Kempton Park for the novices' handicap, and as they come under starters' orders, here is a look at the betting. Vickers Anchors, 7 to 4, Nudie Surprise, 4 to 1, Jam Gropus Cottage, 100 to 8, and the Broadstairs Strangler, 100 to 1 bar. Well, the tapes go up and they're off, and Nudie Surprise takes the lead as they go away into the country, and I hand you over to Peter Thripnose at the Five Furlong Marker. Thank you, Trifford O'Hara, and as they pass me at the Five Furlong Marker, it's Jam Gropus Cottage from Vickers Ankle, as I hand you over to Jim Panderboot. Thank you, Peter Thripnose, as I hand you over to Arnold. Lord Von Toothpick in Cologne. Well... <laughs> well, the weather's lovely here in Cologne, and... <laughs> and with that, over to Jean Metcalf in London. Thank you, Arnold Von Toothpick in Cologne. Well, here in Broadcasting House, there's no sign of the horses yet. <laughs> oh, here they come. As I hand you back to Triffid O'Hara in the grandstand, this also goes to the best mum in the world, <laughs> Granny and the Twins. Uh, thank you, Jean, Granny and the Twins, and as the horses thunder on the home stretches, Potmore's lift from Glockamara first, with Cobbler's twitch in third place. But hold on, hold on, here comes the Broadstairs Strangler with young apprentice Ginger Muff Plaster up. He's leaning over her neck, encouraging her. He's whispering something in her ear. Smith, go it, girl. I can't go any faster. There's something in my hoof. If you don't get a move on, Tiddles will eat well tonight. Good oh. <laughs> out, Ginger. He's won. He's won. I have no comment to make at this time. <laughs> yeah, here he comes now. Here he comes now into the unsaddling enclosure. I told you I'd do it, sir. Well done, and you shall ride her in the national. Oh, thank you, sir, but I have a confession to make. I did this for you, Miss Fido. You see, I love you. I'm nobody now, but when I won the national, I should be rich and famous. I may even get a knighthood if I can find one my size. (laughs) And then... Ah, then, I shall ask you to change your name to Muff Plaster. Me? Yes, with two of us, I won't feel so embarrassed. <laughs> no, Ginger, it could never be. There would always be something between us. What? About four foot six. <laughs> In the weeks that followed, young Ginger seemed downcast. Although, in his case, there wasn't far to go. He'd saddle the cat and go out for long, lonely rides. <laughs> but then one day he was exercising the strangler when... Oh! <laughs> oh! What was that? That was me behind this hedge, Musher Musher. By the Shillelagh of Judy O'Grady, isn't it me again, old Paddy, gone to the bad? What do you want? I'm offering you 500 to throw it. The national? The same. You're asking me to lose the race? But then the word would get around that I was bent. Oh. <laughs> and, and let's face it, nobody loves a bent jockey. Well, what other kind is there? I'm not talking about me legs. It's me honour, my good name. Your good name? <laughs> Muffler. You must be joking. Besides, Miss Fido doesn't love you. Oh! Here, look. 500 green crackly ones. Runner beans? Yes. There's a bunch of radishes for you after you've lost the race. Oh, I'll do it. (laughs) 
And as they come up to Beaches Brook for the second time, it's Cardinal's weakness and Milkman's delight. But the fate of the Broadstairs Strangler is falling even farther behind. <laughs> He's holding her back. He's deliberately throwing the race. Why? Why? I don't know why, Daddy. I'll tell you it's why, Monsieur Monsieur B. The secret shin pads have done it. Blanche flower to his eye behind it. You old Paddy, friend of my youth? Yes. I offered him money to troll the race. I did it for revenge. Revenge? Yes. You wouldn't let me ride the strangler. You threw me away like an old Ken Dodd joke. <laughs> me! Paddy old Thongfester who dandled your young master when you were no higher than Jimmy Edwards at closing time. <laughs> me who's dandled you oft. You cast me off and I swore I'd get me revenge. But Ginger would never throw the race for money. No. I told him you didn't love him. You swine! You'll feel my crop for this. Oh. <laughs> promises, promises. <laughs> Fido? Yes, Father. You know what you must do. Only you can save the honour of the Fitzlooseleys. Here comes Ginger now. Ginger! Ginger! I must speak to you. What is it, Fido? Paddy lied. I love you. Then I've been wrong all along, Fido. Say you will. I will. Immediately after the race. <laughs> Gee up, Strangler. I can't. I've been nobbled. I've got something in my hoof. Don't worry. We can still win. Leave it to me. There. Now, Ginger, ride like the wind. It's incredible. They're gaining on the field. They're passing all the other horses. He's putting the spurs in. They're neck and neck with the leaders. They're in front. They're coming up to the winning post. Congratulations, Captain Fist Loosely. I expect you're a very proud man. Yes, it's not every father whose daughter is a grand national winner. <laughs> and if you think that's incredible, well, just listen to the Fraser Hayes Four who are going to do nothing to impair their amateur status by singing I Believe in You. Ladies and gentlemen, the Fraser Hayes Four. You have the cool, clear eyes of a seeker of wisdom and truth. If there's that up, turn chin and the grin of impetuous youth. Oh, I believe in you. Judgment whenever you talk. Yet there's the bold ring of the tiger that quickens your walk. Oh, I believe in you. I believe in you. And when my faith in my fellow man all but falls apart, I bust feel your hand. Slap, bang, bang, reminiscent of Jennifer Moon. 
to be your hand, grasping mine, and I take heart, I take heart to see the clear eyes of a seeker of wisdom and truth. Yet there's that slam, bang, tang, reminiscent of gin and vermouth. Colour supplement. First to answer your query is Daphne Whitethigh. Tips for housewives. I've had a lot of inquiries on how to get rid of unpleasant stains. Well, my suggestion is to start by setting fire to the town hall and blowing up the bridge. <laughs> Thank you, Daphne Whitethigh. Thank you. Next week we have Woking for Beginners. And uh, once again, it's time to meet trendy Sunday night TV personality, Seamus Androy. Hello. <laughs> All right. Well, though. <laughs> All right. Well, I mustn't let my tongue run away with me. No, I know you. I know you can't wait to, and neither can I, so I won't. And with that, good night. <laughs> Oh, thank you, Seamus Android. The tone of whose show is undoubtedly Fino Barbie. <laughs> Here now to bring us a glimpse of what the stars foretell is clairvoyant and seer, Madame Osiris Nomcla. <laughs> Evening, dearie. Cross me palm with silver, I'll lift the vow. <laughs> yes. Well, here's a quid, keep it on. Thank you. So you got a lucky face. Oh, God. In comparison with the rest of you. <laughs> now, then, let's have a shifty at the Zodiac. Well, if you're Pisces, you should avoid asparagus, rogue elephants, and loonies with a circular saw. <laughs> On the other hand, if you are Leo, don't worry. You still have Uranus and Pluto in your first house. <laughs> Venus is rising and Jupiter's in the bath. Yes. Well, have you any personal tips for me? Yes, well, you're a Virgo, but your heavenly twins are in the ascendant. Well, that's good news. Yes. Good news at my age, anyhow. Yes. <laughs> See. Your lucky colour is wash day red, and your lucky stone is gall. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Madam Gnome Clencher, seer and believer. <laughs> and you have... And you have to see her to believe her, let me tell you. Well, now, this week the colour supplement turns its attention to the English and travel. There are a great many songs on the subject of travel, and here to render one unconscious, I give you rambling Sid Rumpo. Oh, hello, me dearie. 
my ditty today tells of a weary traveller who's rested his splod in an alien place, and though he's often pitched his cord wangle in strange parts, his memory takes him back on wings of song to the bosky turf where he was first nadgered. <laughs> And I'd like to see our critics find a double meaning in that. <laughs> or any meaning at all. <laughs> Sing on, blithe, rumpo, bird, thou never words. <laughs> oh, I don't know that. And as his thoughts turn homeward, he sings after this fashion. <clears throat> I've nudged my lummocks round the hemisphere. I've grasseted my artifacts far and near. But through the years my love has grown, for the bogler's lass in the ball's pond road. <laughs> oh, how I miss its fragrance sweet, the loomers grunging in the street. Fain would I once more grope my scrode With sparty lil in the ball's pond <laughs> Oft have I whirled a comely lass From John O'Groats to Boston Mass But though I've woggled my heart's bestowed On the bogler's lass in the ball's pond Oh, how I miss her moolies fine. <laughs> Fain would I make her grummets mine. <laughs> my path is bent, my legs are bowed. For spotty lil in the ball's pond road. <laughs> Oh, thank you, Rambling Said Rumpo. Long may he be preserved in a specimen jar at the Natural History Museum. Well, now, to most people, travel means holidays. With the travel allowance of £50, it's becoming more and more difficult to find a foreign holiday that one can afford. And that's why, when I was leafing through my monthly copy of Breezy Picks Incorporating the Leather News and Amateur Pediatrician... <laughs> And I came across an advert for a travel agency offering cheap tours. I hurried over to their address in Chelsea right away. The sign on the door said, Bona Bijou Tourette. Knock and troll in. <laughs> so I knocked and trolled. Hello, anybody there? Oh, hello, I'm Julian, and this is my friend Sandy. Oh, hello. hello. Oh, nice to see you. How nice to bow to your eek again, Mr. Orne. Heart face. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Watch it. I'm uh, interested in booking a holiday. Oh, well, would you like us to do something exciting for you in a cheap package? <laughs> well, yes, what would you recommend? Well, how about Joanne in the S of F? That's Les Pins. Boner, isn't it, Joanne? Oh, it's divine. Yes, yes. Really divine. Mm. Go on, tell him. Yes, I will. Just thinking of it, I mm. was sitting there, sipping a tiny drinkette, vardering the great Butch Omis and Dolly Little Palones trolling by, or disporting yourself on the sable plage, 
getting your lallies all bronze, you're rather. And you're rather getting bleached by the soleil. Mm, that is your actual French. Yeah, but I'm Nancy Raya. <laughs> Nevertheless, how about Joanne Les Pins? Well, I'm not mad about it. We've got an ami down there yes. who will rent you his latte. Who? <laughs> who do you mean? Gordon. Gordon, you remember? Gordon? Gordon? Yes. Oh, yeah, oh, that Gordon. Yes, oh, that yes. Oh, him with the leather jeans and the jackets and the goggles. That's right. And the yes. helmets. Yes. Oh, yes, like a kinky AA man, That's isn't he? Right. <laughs> Him who had the bar in Tangier, Tangier, Morocco. Is that the one? Yes, yes, that's the one. Oh, yes. Many a gin and tonic. It's called the Sheep's Eye. Where? Rue de Matlow's. Oh! As he give up the bar? Oh, yes. Yes. Fell through. She walked out on him. Oh, that old American boiler. She moved on. I thought she would. Look, um, I could tell you a thing or two. Yes, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, now look. Make your hair curl. Don't you talk to me, Doctor. I'd rather like that too. Don't think of it. Yeah. Now look, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but if I hang about here much longer, my passport will expire. Oh, sorry. We was just having a wander down memory lane, wasn't we, Jules? Yes. Now, if we drop Gordon, the little telegram at, I'm sure he'll. I'm sure he'll accommodate you, Mr. Horn, if, you know, you say you're a chum. You well, no, somehow I don't think it's me. Now, oh. uh, what else can you suggest? What else have we got with a little ambiance hen? Oh, well, there's... Uh, we have discovered a new place in Greece. Oh, yes. Now, right off the beaten. Yeah. Village des Naturis. Naturis. Grassy huts. Now, volleyball in the Starkers. Oh. <laughs> Folksing in a nut cutlet. What more could you ask? More. Two weeks, 50 guineas. All in? Well, you probably would be after two weeks. Well, how about Spain? Uh, somewhere like Malaga. Don't talk to us about Malaga. Oh. Talk to us, thank oh. you. Oh, Naf, Naf, is it? Oh, he's got the Polari off. Oh, I should say, Naf. is Naf Trejet? Oh, oh, Jewel had a very nasty experience in Malaga. Sand, sand. Well, you swore you'd never bring that up. It was meaningful while it lasted, but it's left its scars, and it, Jewel? Oh, what? And every time anyone mentions Malaga, it wells up oh. in him. It wells up, it does. You know he got very badly stung. Portuguese man of war. Oh, I never saw him in uniform. Any road up, it's not that we will want you to come to grief in Malaga. No. no. Well, what else is there? Well, all we've got left in our books is working holidays. You yes. can go coal mining in the Ruhr, mackerel gutting in Oslo, or there's sheep shearing in Australia, or oh, there's one near a home, Hamburg. <laughs> Hamburg? Yeah, that's very cheap. Well, I'll take it. That, wait, that, wait, we better tell you, man, there's one slight drawback. Oh, your yes. days are your own, but twice nightly you have to put on a goat skin. And wrestle with a camel in mud. Mm. Oh, it's crazy! Yeah. It is. You think it is? It gives you the hum, doesn't it? Well. <laughs> Well, that brings us to the end of this week's show, but before I go, I would like to answer some of the criticism of this show levelled at us by a tiny minority of killjoys. Now, 
Let me say to them that our scripts are whiter than white, as is the face of the producer when he reads them. <laughs> you see, evil is in the eye of the beholder, and we believe that you can make anything sound as if it has a double meaning, if you know how. See you, <laughs> see you next week. Cheerio. That was Round the Horn, starring Kenneth Horn, with Kenneth Williams, Hugh Paddock, Betty Marsden, and Bill Pertwee. On the musical side, you heard The Fraser Hayes Four and Edwin Braden and the Hornblowers. The script was written by Barry Chalk and Marty Feldman, and the programme is produced by John Simmons. <laughs>